0: You're listening to episode 26, The Power of One. Hello, darlings, and welcome to the Wake Up and Show Up podcast with your girl, your host, Portia Scott. This podcast is on a mission to inspire and empower you to take your life off autopilot, optimize the power of your uniqueness, and execute intentionally in every area of your life. Hello, darlings, and welcome to today's episode. So we all know that February is Black History Month, and this month really highlights the accomplishments and recognizes the roles that black men and women have had and played in this country. And this Black History Moment goes to Alice Ball. Alice was an African-American chemist who developed the first successful treatment for those suffering with Hansen's disease, what we know as leprosy. She is also the first woman and first African-American to graduate with an MS degree in chemistry from the College of Hawaii. After earning undergraduate degrees in pharmaceutical chemistry and pharmacy from the University of Washington, Alice then transferred to the College of Hawaii, which is now the University of Hawaii. It was there that she was offered a teaching and research position and became the institution's very first woman chemistry instructor. She was only 23 years old. The Ball Method was so successful, leprosy patients were discharged from hospitals and facilities across the globe, including an isolation facility on the northern side of Malokai, Hawaii, where thousands of people suffering from leprosy died in years prior. Thanks to Alice Ball, these banished individuals could now return to their families free from the symptoms of leprosy. Ball's research led her to create the first injectable leprosy treatment. Ball's scientific rigor resulted in a highly successful method to alleviate leprosy symptoms, later known as the Ball Method. Alice passed away at the age of 24, but her method was used on thousands of infected individuals for over 30 years. Alice Ball, today we salute you. Now let's get into today's episode. I'm a sucker for a good movie, a good show, or Netflix binge. I will admit it because I know no one watches TV or admits they do, but a good show Count Me In, and on September 26, 2018, I fell in love with a group of friends, Eddie, Gary, Maggie, Delilah, Catherine, Rome, Regina, and John. I don't remember the original trailer, but as I watched the show, I realized that their friendship and the loss of one of their friends was the wake-up call they all needed to start living. Every show is more intense, and it shows the different facets of friendships, love, mistakes, betrayal. When I think about the show, I find that nothing just happens, and their friendship started by being stuck in an elevator knit together by Friday Night Pizza, their love for Boston Bruins, the shoulders they cry on, and the laughters they have. The architecture of their friendship is neatly designed by holding one another's hand through the scariest, most uncertain, and sometimes hardest times of their lives. The truth of this friendship lies in a million little things. You know how movies are made? A million little things. You know how careers, businesses, families, and relationships are built? A million little things. You know how you are built? A million little things. I remember the first day of boot camp. The first couple days are a breeze. No yelling, a little PT, but nothing like what you see in the movies. It's actually completely different those first days. It actually is like a cakewalk. But then the day comes when you get off the bus and your foot hits the pavement of the real thing. The first couple of days are just kind of like reception, getting you used to different things, getting you used to the army, getting your uniforms, mandatory shots, and just working out all the kinks before they send you to your final destination. It was January, but it felt like the sun was blazing and we were all huddled up in a room upstairs of a building, emptying all the contents that we had in our duffel bags on the floor. But of course, my first day wasn't complete without a mishap. Yep, I was so nervous that I couldn't figure out the combination to my lock. I don't know if I was missing a number or turning right when I should have been turning left, but I was sweating bullets. And mind you, I was actually an older soldier. So I think I was 21 when I came in and everybody else is like right out of high school. So this was like very new to me because I'm almost thinking in my mind, why are you yelling at me? I have paid rent before. You know, I feel like. I felt like a child, and I was like, wait a minute, I've paid rent, I still have a car note while I'm here, like, who told you you could yell at me? But apparently, that's what I did sign up for when I signed my name on the dotted line. So everyone had already had their duffel bags empty, and there I was, standing, still struggling to open mine, and that day I learned what front-leaning rest position was. It's what the Army calls the push-up, and any time you hear that yelled, you are in trouble. And because of me, it was introduced to my unit. Thanks, Private Eaton. Over the next nine weeks, I would learn to hate long-distance running. I would master the basic instruction of using my M16A2 rifle, gain confidence in my gas mask, complete with the trip to the gas chamber, and gain confidence in not only myself, but in the Army itself And understanding how it moved and understanding why certain things were the way that it was. Why was it so structured? The United States military is one of the most well-oiled machine. It is the most structured organization I have ever worked for. And it has to be a million little things. I wouldn't understand all that I learned in those nine weeks until March 19, 2003. Everything was all fun and games and we were just hanging out in Kuwait. And yeah, we had moved into a forward operating base, but you know what? It was still good. And then March 19th, 2003 rolled around. We were leaving the conference we had in Kuwait and we were headed to Iraq. It was there that all the the training and basic and the training at my unit came in handy. It was there that I understood why my attention to detail was so very important. It was there that I understood and appreciated having a battle buddy at all times. The military just doesn't all of a sudden know how to fight. It's a million little things. It's the people, the structure, the standards, the weapons, the communication, and so much more. But it's made up of a million little things. We have all been there waiting on the next big thing to happen in our lives, careers, business, families, or relationship. And you know how the big things happen. Like we're excited about the wedding. We're excited about a new baby. We're excited about a new job or contract. But you know how all those things come together. The one big thing that we're waiting for. It happens with one step, one decision, one answer, one day, and one try can change everything. We have had the privilege to hear other people's stories on this podcast and other podcasts and you know what they all have in common you know what we all have in common one step one decision one answer one day one try and every day they kept making one step one decision one answer one try as this podcast is being recorded I am preparing to speak to an industry, a community that I've never spoke to before. And the way that happened was one step, one decision, one answer, one day, and one try. It was one decision to stop playing small and then followed by another decision and another step and another day and another try and one more email, a million little things. That's how we get to the big the big doesn't just happen but it is really taking in every single step along the way there's a story that I love and it was back when when they had kings and the current king was sent out to find who would be the next king obviously the current king didn't know he was going to lose his job otherwise who would go looking for their replacements I mean you're doing too much So he goes into the town and there's this family of seven sons, most of them handsome and strong and tall, and they look like kings and they talk like kings. But neither one of them was the one. So frustrated, the king is like, listen, I know this is the family that holds the new king. Is this all of them? Because none of the ones that you've paraded in front of me are the ones that's going to be chosen for king. So the father says, yes, I have the youngest and likely thinking to himself, he clearly isn't the one either. Surely we haven't groomed him to be the king. I mean, he actually just takes care of the sheep. Like he's not even important. And he looks a little rough around the edges and like my other sons. But despite his resistance, he sent for the last son. The son comes in and the king says it. He is the one. How could it be? Because he hasn't been to King's College. I don't know if that's a thing. He hasn't been trained as a soldier. He doesn't look like the standard king, but he is the one. While it's true that the youngest son didn't have the same characteristics as his other brothers, he was doing the work one day at a time, one sheep at a time. Nothing he was doing was lost, understanding how to herd sheep and keep them together, fighting off other animals to keep them safe one day at a time, one task at a time. That, my friend, is how you become the proverbial king. It's one step, one decision, one answer, one day, one try. The brothers may have looked the part, but they hadn't done the work. The work is bringing your A game to work day after day seems monotonous until it isn't. Until that one person sees the million little things that you've done. Doing homework, enduring carpool Discipline even starts to become monotonous until one day they are graduating, until one day you see them living out their passion, opening the door every day, every time may seem monotonous, but it's the one thing over and over again that keeps your marriage hot. Feeding the hungry, encouraging people, when no one would show up, opening the doors and having one customer seems monotonous. Doing your videos and only having a couple of people show up it all seems monotonous, but it is training for your one moment because your one step, your one decision, your one answer, your one day, and your one try away from your moment. If you haven't listened to episode 25, I want you to go back and listen. And then I want you to take one of those three dreams and choose one thing you will do to get there. One thing. Each and every day. Maybe your dream is to do something you've never done before. So maybe your one little thing is that every day for 10 days, you're going to spend 30 minutes researching, reading every day for 10 days, one step at a time, a million little things. There's so much that I want to do, but I know one of the things is that I am a speaker I love to speak. I was speaking before inspirational and motivational speaking was a thing. I was speaking for really the first time in Iraq with mortars flying over our heads. But it was in that that I realized that it wasn't about me, but that I wanted to be a conduit to get whatever it is that God wanted to get in the earth. Whatever impact he wanted to make, I want him to use me. And I wanted him then to use me through the skill, through the talent, through the gift of speaking. And I've been doing it for easily over 15 years. So every day, I've been spending 30 minutes crafting one keynote, the same keynote over and over again. That's my discipline. That, my friends, is my one step my one decision, my one answer, my one day, my one try, over and over again. This is my systematic approach to developing my gift. So what am I saying? Just keep going. That one day, that one try will be your moment. Don't take the million things for granted. That's how you get there. Wherever your there is, you get there One step, one decision, one answer, one day, and one try at a time. I'll leave you with this thought. He who is not courageous enough to take risk will accomplish nothing in life. Muhammad Ali. As always, we end every show with this declaration. Waking up is automatic. Showing up is intentional. Today, I will show up. Thanks again for spending time with me and listening to the Wake Up and Joe podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe so you never miss a show. Leave a five-star review and share with a friend or foe. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I am Portia Scott. Until next time, go impact the world.